Welcome to Artistry Zen, a podcast where we talk about small creators and small businesses in the creative arts industry. I'm Antonia Fish. And I'm Emily Rose. And today we're going to be talking about our practices and how we construct art. So Antonia, how do you start your process? Yeah, so with my process, uh, I have been working away at this for about five or six years now. So when I started taking art uh, a bit more seriously in high school, I decided to, instead of buying gifts for friends, I would make them artworks. So my best friend at the time received a lot of my art pieces that were very uh, relevant to her. And uh, so what I figured out was that I'm really terrible at freehand when I don't have a grid. So uh, when I made my first painting for my mum as a Christmas gift, uh, which was a boat on a river, uh, I was doing it on quite a large canvas at the time for me. It was quite large, but it's it's really just uh, a 30 by 50 centimetre canvas, which is nothing Mm -hmm. compared to now. And I decided to do up a grid and correspond that to the image. So on my Mac, I would literally just use the drawing tool, draw up a couple of lines, make it vaguely similar to what was on the canvas and then go from there. And that has carried on into my practice today. So I, for any artwork, doesn't matter if it's a portrait or a landscape or whatever it is, I always grid up my work. And then I do the exact same thing as I used to do. I grid up the picture and then I go from there and then I can actually freehand and, and do that on the canvas. Okay, that's that's super interesting. Uh, I remember learning about gridding in first year and mm-hmm. uh, of uni and I hadn't really done it before before uni uh my earliest paintings I just freehanded mm-hmm. because and then slowly I realized that when you just freehand perspective stuff the perspective is just completely off yeah. and you can I I would draw things up like five times and every time even with making adjustments they still wouldn't be right so I eventually just started uh tracing stuff uh yeah I would get an image on my phone and sounds pretty silly but I would zoom right in and basically get a piece of paper go under a blanket and just put the paper on my phone and trace it and then I would stick it under my canvas I would trace it with permanent marker so it was dark stick it under my canvas shine a light and then you could see it straight through the canvas as clear as day and I would trace it with just like an oil pastel or if a pencil sometimes, but if a pencil, I would gesso it over like four times to make sure the lead doesn't come through. But mm. And then I would have the painting on there. Sometimes I do still freehand stuff when I have to, when I, when I sometimes already have a painting underneath. It, mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't shine through because you can see the painting underneath. So I'll try. I, sometimes I cut, cut that out and stick it on top of the canvas and trace around it. But, yeah, that's super interesting that you yep. use a grid. Uh, I never really considered it after uni. I was kind of like, that was a bit hard. I'm not going to do that anymore because, like, I remember learning about yeah. white boxes and that's kind of what I based my thing on, uh, doing, yeah. like, the reflection, like, on the, with the phone. 
because that would be super handy but those things are hard to find Mm, they are they are and see especially if you don't have a projector for doing large works you really have to kind of figure a way out that you can figure out how to do that kind of projection without a projector that's cheap and quite easy so that's why I use a measuring tape and or just a giant ruler and I'll grid up as much as I need to and go from there. Mm-hmm. No, what do you do after that then? How do you continue with your painting? So after I draw up the grid I will freehand the sketch of whatever I need to and Uh, If it's a custom painting, I would try and incorporate as much detail as possible and go over it as many times as I need to before starting. Whereas if it's something like a landscape where I can see next to me and I know that people aren't going to pick up too much on it or if it's an abstract work, I would keep the details to a minimum and allow the creative process to take over from there. But I found uh, recently I had a couple of uh, we, we've had the a couple of planets in retrograde in the in the astrology world, and there are six planets in retrograde at the moment, which has really messed my <laughs> process up, which has been so infuriating. And I actually had uh, two customers uh, over the last two weeks. Uh, one painting failed completely, and I had to refund someone for that it was a pomeranian that did not go well it looked like a raccoon uh which i've now adjusted on my website to say that the fluffy dogs will only be uh in their natural colors or will be turned down because it's just way too difficult for finger painting and uh another painting i had done uh two dogs on one canvas uh my customer was unhappy with how it turned out and which, uh, again, is the first time that this has happened, but I know that it, it will or may happen in the future. It's just mm-hmm. a part of being a business. It's a part of being an artist. Uh, but I, I had to clarify, and, and I know, Emily, you saw it on my mm-hmm. Instagram, I had to clarify really carefully that not only am I, you know, making portraits of people's dogs and cats and animals now, but I, it is abstract work it is rainbow color it, it's it's not going to be the same as what you see on a photo mm-hmm. and yeah. I think people forget that sometimes and they have this preconceived idea in their head of what it should look like or mm-hmm. how they you know wanted it to be and I surprisingly got so much support from a couple of other friends as well as Emily uh, messaging me on Instagram. Some some girls I haven't heard from in years, others I went to uni with, um, and it was just so touching and so lovely. I had, I think it was six six of you that, that messaged me and was just like, is everything okay? You know, your artworks are all good. Like, don't take this to heart. And uh, mm. one girl who I went to high school with as well as primary school, I recently just did a dog portrait for her family and uh, she messaged me and said well you know if if she tries to be if your client tries to be snarky you just say uh you try and do it you try to recreate (laughs) the painting and do it the way that you want because I've tried my best and I can't help you so Mm. I was just like oh my goodness yeah well that's I guess that's true but of course it is going to happen so yeah last week Mm -hmm. was was not a good week for me Uh, but we've revamped uh how that is to be laid out and I have a lot of guidelines now on my website and Mm -hmm. so uh yeah it's it's it really is about because 
we're insecure as it is as artists when we when we start mm. selling works that are you know have to be up to standards of other people they're, they're goods they're goods and services that we that we do for people so it's about setting your boundaries that I am an abstract artist. I this is not a real life thing. It's not realistic in any way. The form's realistic, yeah. but there has to be a lack of expectation when it comes to what we provide as artists. But it's also mm. as well standing up for yourself. Like that's uh, we are. I know that uh, Emily and I have talked about it in depth over the years. But we are people pleasers, yeah, and we definitely. we want to uh, please people as much as possible and we don't want to step on anyone's toes or we don't want to do anything that's out of line. But when uh, I will admit, like when you're running a business like this, you do have to be very firm because otherwise yeah, people walk all over you. Definitely. So, yeah, I, sorry about that little tangent. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's important. Yeah, so yeah, it is important. I guess it's learning, learning to do all that kind of thing because I guess you wouldn't think about it at the start. You would no. kind of assume that people know that almost, but I think it is important you just do. to line yeah. it, like, yeah, clearly say it. So when people do come back to you and say, yep. no, 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 you can say I've clearly stated it. It's in my guidelines. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, but you should have read them and you should have known this. And yeah, that's exactly. definitely very important. So, yeah. And again, I think it's, I think it's to – to add on to what we were talking mm. about last week of running a business, it's I am learning all of this on my own. Like I, I have been, it's been almost a year now since I started properly taking it seriously and actually started up the business. I am doing this all by myself and I'm researching things by myself, and mm. which is, I mean, it's great because I can now pass on all my knowledge to you, Emily, and, and to any listeners yeah. that we have or any followers. But it's, um, it is a learning process. And then what makes it all worth it at the end of the day is I had recently, uh, before our Central West went into lockdown, uh, an old friend of mine who was a mother at one of the my you know at my primary school. Uh, she messaged me and said, "Hey, I have a, a next door neighbour who's ten years old and she's a big fan of yours and she wants to be a little artist. Can can we meet up someday and?" and you know Aww. talk together and and I can show her what she, what you do and she can show you her stuff and it was honestly I, I had to stop myself from crying Aww. because it was the cutest thing and she'd brought in all of these little bits on paper and she was actually very good like it was very again ab some was abstract mm. some were portraits like but she mm, was mm, yeah. uh, I love being able to see the talent so young in some kids and she was just like, Oh well this is this is one of uh, a dog I did that was inspired by your works and I've gone, oh, that is so don't cute. make me cry. Oh my gosh. So it is Yeah, well you're inspiring people. I know. That I know. Is so I, cute. I hope wow. so. So that's yeah. good. Okay. Let, well let's get back to the topic <laughs> we spiraled off. Sorry about that. So Sorry. what are your next <laughs> steps in creating? Yes. After you've gridded it all up, you've got it ready to go, how do you start a painting? Uh, it's usually met with a lot of procrastination. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, – I, which I find really funny because at uni I just dove right into it and I loved, weirdly enough, mm. I loved having an audience, whereas here I don't have an audience. <laughs> I'm by myself in a room and I look at the sketch and kind of go, 
I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to start it. Please, please don't. Because, because mm. again, it's all about being in your head, the insecurities of what if you mess this up or what if you get the colors wrong here or what if you get the shape wrong here. Yeah. And, oh, it's uh, so it's so much pressure. There's a lot of pressure. And that's with any artwork that I start. It's really mm. bad. So once I get over that initial, uh, I say probably I spend about half an hour on TikTok or I go on Instagram. Once <laughs> I finally gain the courage and, and work that all out, I can mm. start my process, which is, uh, okay, so I'll break down two scenarios. So mm-hmm. the first one, if it's an animal that I'm painting, I will do one complete layer in a bunch of colors that are just solid. So say for a dog, their neck I'll do uh, all red and then maybe their face I'll do orange and yellow. Or if the client has requested blues and greens, I'll, you know, change the colors, do the exact same thing. And then that way it gives me enough of a base to then go back in with other colors and create the texture of their fur. So this gives me a chance to go, oh, I know I can just Mm. wipe my finger through this and it will create this really cool texture. Whereas landscapes, cityscapes and my alleyways that I'm doing, I want the shapes and the colours really crisp and I want to be able to see where I'm working. So I rely heavily on the sketch for that. So I won't go over in a bunch of Mm. colour. I will do individual bits and go in to create the shapes really intricately and if it's like a person's face... I will a tiny section in one color and then go back over it and do my little pointillism bits. Uh, but yeah, so I found that my technique changes with the mm, subject. Mm. Yes, I'm very much the same for mine. I kind of just have, I guess, instinctual rules that I follow, I guess. For maybe like a still life, I will draw it all up and then I'll kind of go in with, I'll draw up where I want all the shadows and everything like that. And I will start with dark colors and work my way up, but I'll paint it all basically in one session for background first and then work my way up to the foreground. But I'll basically paint it practically in one session and I will come back in with dark colors and darken shadowy areas like with almost kind of a wash I'll, and I'll kind of build it up and then I'll come mm-hmm. back in with light highlights and I'll kind of like precisely do little things and if I think a color tone isn't right I'll sometimes kind of do a wash that will balance it out of like maybe it's opposite Ooh. color to bring it down yep. or enhance it with another color and kind of just layer it yep. that's kind of still life and when I'm doing something completely different, sometimes I will do tiny sections, leave it to completely dry, do another section, completely dry. Or yep. if it, it's kind of just a mix of everything. If I think it, if I think I can do it in one session, I will do it. I'll do it mm-hmm. all wet on wet kind of thing and just go back in and paint it. And sometimes I'll leave a painting for weeks mm-hmm. of one section done and just kind of mm-hmm. – because, yeah, exactly the same thing as you were saying. It's the fear of yep. messing it up. And sometimes when you do a good section, I'm like, yeah. I could mess it up with this next section. Yes. I know yep. this is the make or break section yep, and I don't want to do it. And, I, and I'm like, as long <laughs> as I don't do it, I haven't ruined it, I would just leave it. Exactly. It's fine. We just leave it and, and never come back to it again. <laughs> like with my painting that I did for the Still Life Prize that I'm painting, mm. uh, I was super nervous about it because it has an odd perspective and I've never painted that perspective before. Yep. And I did the first kind of background and I liked it and it took such a weight off because I'm like, okay, I've started it and I actually like it. Yep. It's going to work out all right. But yeah. then you go to a risky part, like a glass, <laughs> right. 
and I just kept going back and back like I would paint something else and then go back to it and I just kept working on it and you know you just overwork things sometimes because you just you look at it you're like I could make it better there's something wrong I can fix it and then you just keep going and it just gets worse and worse it gets so muddy and you can't like you have to scrape it off Mm. and start again and and it's just so frustrating so yeah I definitely try and just leave it when I don't like something I will leave it or I will take pictures and I will send it to someone else and be like what do you think of this yeah definitely and sometimes people pick up stuff that I don't even pick up like (gasps) they do oh my god like it's it's something that I've realized my mum has a background in graphic design and she is my consult like I I've I had to email one of the ladies that I you know that she didn't like her painting I had to email her and be like look I understand that you uh, can see it from your perspective one you can't understand through a photo you have to mm. see it in real life and two I have a you know I put in quotation marks a team of people <laughs> being mm. my mother uh, who look over it and check and correlate it to the photo and you're you're so right people see stuff that you can't because you're so immersed in it for so mm. long that you do need the time to step away and take a break and you bring someone else in, they go, oh, I like this. And you go, oh, my God, I didn't even see. I didn't. I don't even remember making that. Like mm. it's just, it gets so <laughs> crazy. And, and I think that's the most amazing thing about art is that everyone has a different interpretation. Everyone can see something mm. different. And it's, although it's very closed off and like our world is very, we're not a part of, well, you know, we're not taken seriously by the other industries, which still annoys the uh, living daylights out of me. (laughs) I'll try not to swear on this podcast. Mm. Uh, But (laughs) people do pick on something different. And (laughs) I've found that in my, you know, endeavors in the business that whenever I hand over a painting to yeah. someone in real life and I love that interaction, they go, oh, my God, it's so different mm. from the photo. You know, this bit looked a bit weird in the photo, but, oh, my God, it's mm, so definitely. different. It's perfect. It's a, it's so much more different. Or or this green looks different in the photo. Wow, it really brings life to the painting. Mm, so, mm. yeah, so it yes. is about perspective and it is about having someone else's opinion. Mm, photos can be so deceptive sometimes. Uh, oh, my God, they're annoying. Like <laughs> I had this – there's a cup – in my still life painting and to me it looks straight it looks fine yep Yep. but in a photo as soon as I take a photo it looks wonky and (laughs) everyone that I sent it to they're like the cup's wonky I know. I can't see it. I swear it's not. I swear. I promise you. It's it's so frustrating because I kept looking at it and I kept changing it slightly and then I would look at it and I'm like yeah that's straight and I'll take a photo (laughs) and then I'll look at the photo and it's still wonky and it gets worse yeah like how how does it it's so deceiving and yes color photos just like your iPhone sometimes it just like washes Mm -hmm. washes colors out or makes them look very strange and I can completely understand why especially with yours there's so many different colors in there and I'm sure like your camera like washes them out and yeah and, and yeah. this is what I've I tried pleading with this woman, you know, she's so lovely and she, you know, was very 
everyone what I've realized in this as well is that everyone loves their animals and they know mm. their animals inside and out no matter how long they've had them for they are so attached and they know every bump and lump and and color yeah. of their face and all this and she just said I'm so sorry but the noses don't look right I just mm. I can't the photo doesn't it, it, it's changed their noses and I said I promise you if you were to see this in real life it, it would look completely different just let me send this to you and you can I, I will give your money back if you if you truly hate it but she said oh look I, I understand that it would take a lot of time for you to do another one you know let me think it over and talk with my husband and mm. you know it's people need to be able to see. if I could have a room full of people like I did at uni all the time mm. I would and I would bring the customer along through the process you know it's very time consuming and I, I wouldn't have to I, I would want to take it to their house and be like, I will show you how I paid this. Please let me show you how this is done. Have a look at the, the difference from photo to real life. But, you know, mm -hmm. I guess it, it's just different for some people. So, yeah. Yes. I can, and it will also be different for people who aren't artists, I guess. Yes. Yeah, big time. people don't understand how much effort and yeah. how long and how many practice and, like, everything that goes into a painting. You see a painting – and mm -hmm. I guess people don't assume that it takes days, hours, weeks sometimes. And you see it yep. and you forget about all the work behind it. And it's heartbreaking mm -hmm. when people disregard your art as it is some, like in any aspect. And it's just, it's very hurtful. And definitely mm -hmm. always know that there's a huge story behind every painting. And they, they're very Absolutely. deceptive and, yeah, it's just – it's all, uh, yeah, up to debate. Everything's kind of subjective and, yeah, but yeah, I, are you going to keep the painting or what are you going to do with this painting now? Well, see, I'm so glad you've said that because I have been struggling for a long time. See, my mum at this point is so blasé about everything that, you know, any little win that I do or anything like that, she's always so supportive, but she kind of goes, yeah, look, if you get a big head, then I'll just bring you back down to earth. I go, yeah, cool. <laughs> but for the longest time, and I had to have a lecturer in first year, I don't know if you remember that we had a very hard lecturer in one of our drawings classes back in first year uh, but he changed my perspective of how I saw art as a proper working experience and it is so heartbreaking when you try to explain I I have for the longest time and I love him to death have tried to struggle with my boyfriend about I go to work I, when I do this <laughs> when I paint it's not a hobby it is my work I do this mm. full time on the side of university and it's only now that people are really starting to understand and go oh you, you do this for a business like you actually work and I said yes I work how do you not understand this but and I I'm trying not to mention it every week and I, I really hope that in the future I can let this go but our mm -hmm. industry is the most overlooked in the world and for some reason we are in everything but people don't care we are in marketing <laughs> we're in packaging we're in advertisements yeah. we're on the walls of you know galleries and businesses and mm, you know mm. firms in New York have massive bits of artworks and you know they buy it for hundreds of thousands of dollars but people just don't care and it's mm. only if you either have a background in art or want to study art or did art as a kid or have an, a, a true appreciation for it, other people just don't care and they go, 
oh, so what? That took you like two hours? And you go, excuse me? Like, I I don't know what the words coming out of your mouth right now. Like, I spent almost 20 hours on this. I I, No, I don't know what you're talking about. And I found Mm -hmm. it as well in the tattooing industry. Shout out to all of the incredible tattoo artists because the amount Mm -hmm. of time and work and effort that goes into tattooing someone or or even just creating a design. Like, I created my Mm -hmm. own design for my tattoo and sent it off to my tattoo artist who again she I said to her change whatever you want you know fix it add something to it do this and she goes yeah okay well look let me you know touch tweak a few few things or touch something up or how about we add some white to the stars and I went oh my god this is Mm -hmm. what if if two creative people come together we create this beautiful magic but other people wouldn't mm. understand that. So someone who's not in the creative field as such will go, mm. okay, well, I don't understand what you're going on about. And you go, mm. but the effort, the time, the energy. Mm. So mm. I am glad that you mentioned that because we are so overlooked and it and it really, it plays on our emotions and that's mm. why we mm. become so insecure. Yeah, so. definitely. And I think it's just uh, kind of some people just think different. Like I will compare myself to my brother. My brother is not creative at yeah. all. And no matter how many times I explain something to him or try and show him over the year or be like, let's, let's yes. I'll show you how to draw or I'll show you how to paint, not interested, doesn't understand, yep. doesn't appreciate. And it's like some people are just like that and that you can't help yep. it. Like I will try and yeah. I will passionately tell him about some artist or an artwork and he just won't care. And I, and I understand he, he mm. likes different things and art he just doesn't appreciate and uh you know it's just like that with some people and that's why Mm. I guess you got to find your audience and find your people and it's just it's just hard when people immediately jump to a conclusion and it's like you need to slow down you need to appreciate art is yes as you said art is everywhere art is within everything and you have to just kind of open your eyes and appreciate it and appreciate the hard work of artists around we're important and the world needs artists please don't think for one second that we're being downers please come and join the art community we we promise it's so much fun so much full of light and wonder and magic Mm -hmm. we're we're not trying to be downers on this we just I guess we're trying to put out out this relatability and uh uh, I hope Mm -hmm. I hope in the future if if this does take off that uh young artists or or creatives in general who are just starting up can be like oh they're making so much sense this this actually does correlate to Mm -hmm. what I've been going through or I'm so glad I'm not alone in this because you do get very isolated and I've Oh, you know, we're, we're talking about bloody yes. COVID lockdown at the moment. But as artists, we do isolate mm, and we do mm. go, oh, maybe this is only just happening to me and maybe I should, you know, stop what I'm doing. Yes. And But it happens to everyone and mm. it's it's not just you. We, we all have the same struggles. Yeah. It's about finding the magic and about finding, again, having, mm, little, mm. having people that say, oh, you've been my inspiration. Yeah. Like that to me mm. is what makes it all worth it. Everything else that we've talked about disappears and you just focus on that one moment and I can understand that it'd be this exact same with tattooists and musicians and actors everything you know that that one little moment of appreciation gets rid of Mm, all of the negative stuff and as soon as you find art friends and art people that support your art any negative things you get told doesn't matter because people support you and every artist every artist I've met is nice everyone at uni is really lovely everyone just wants to help each other and support 
each other. And even if you do art that's completely different to someone else, they will still be so supportive and amazed because there's so many people that want to support you and will love your art and will just be so excited to see you making. So it's huge. And I think there's this really big stigma about artists not helping artists. It's so not true. No, definitely. It's so opposite. And I can't tell you, again, there's all these emotions and these feelings that come with when you're creating by yourself or creating with people. I can imagine uh, Emily and I uh, decided to create a tattoo design. Like, who knows mm. if we get it or not? We'll, you know, we'll figure that out in the future. But when we were creating it on my iPad, it was just the two of us. By the end of it, by the end of the design, <laughs> there are about five other yeah. girls around us going, what are you doing? Can you show us how you did that? Mm. Wow, that's mm. really cool. And you do light up and you get this electric feeling of, oh, my goodness, and we're all coming off of each other and we're all bouncing ideas. Definitely. And yeah, it's, it's so, so much fun. so amazing to watch others create because they just inspire you as soon as you see someone else it is being excited about art yes you get excited about art and it's just such a great atmosphere yeah and that's what I miss about uni and being in lockdown is the atmosphere because it really does get you excited and inspired and you just want to create more when you're with other people who are just feel the same about art as you so big time yeah definitely very sad but we'll all get through it (laughs) we promise it's fun (laughs) thank you for joining us uh, please go to our Instagram uh, where we have all of our updates and when we're going to be posting. We, we will get better at that. We are, Again, we are still new at this. Uh, we will get better at posting and uh, keeping you guys updated. Again, if you have any questions, comments, anything you want to talk to us about, DM us on our at artistryzen underscore podcast. So have a look mm-hmm. for us there. We thank you for listening and we hope to see you, you next everyone. week. Thank you.